Grace and peace to you from our Lord Jesus Christ. The first years I was a parish pastor, soon after my leaving of this Concordia Seminary, I remember being both very excited and also rather daunted about worship services and choosing the right hymns for worship services, especially the right hymns like Easter and Christmas, the major festivals. I wanted to choose hymns that clearly proclaimed the day, but were also singable, hymns that the congregation knew and loved, but also spoke clearly of Jesus. For Easter morning, those first couple of years, I chose several upbeat hymns in major keys like, Jesus Christ is risen today, alleluia, or he's risen, he's risen, Christ Jesus the Lord. And of course, the standby, now all the vault of heaven resounds. But the first two years, I also selected our hymn for today. I am content. I'd grown up singing that hymn in the old TLH, and I rather liked it and thought it sent a nice message of both Christ's resurrection and our response from it. But after that second Easter, I went home, and my wife and two daughters, all of whom are mu musically gifted, and I asked them, well, what'd you think about the worship service, the Easter service? And they were all very appreciative and complimentary, but then with a single voice, they said, but please stop choosing that hymn. Please, it's a dirge. It's a minor lament. It's, in, it's a minor key lament. And actually, um, our organist for today, Mr. Marriott, played it in a much more upbeat way than I think my organist did back in Kansas. They said, please don't do it. Choose it at a different time. It's not a good Easter morning hymn. And actually, Master Marriott told me that his wife, a convert from Presbyterianism, said only Lutherans would sing this hymn in a minor key for Easter. Well, my wife and daughters got together and actually sang it back to me. Like something like this. I am content. My Jesus ever lives in whom my heart is pleased. Okay, okay. I realize maybe it's not the best Easter morning hymn. But to be honest, that's rather how I felt when I read our text for today. Been a sign for the Easter season. I mean, why are we celebrating the joy and wonder of Christ's resurrection and why do we go back and have these texts from John 14, 15, 16, and 17, which are Jesus' farewell address on Monday, Thursday, the night before his suffering and crucifixion? Why go back and reminisce about those hours when now we know the rest of the story, that Jesus has conquered death itself and has baptized us into his death and resurrection? Shouldn't we be celebrating with major key hymns and major key stories of joy. Well, apparently not, according to those who developed our pericope system. So let's consider our text and its context. In the past few hours, Jesus has been teaching his disciples about his upcoming departure. They feel confused, bewildered. He tells them, let not your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. I am going to prepare a place for you. I am the way, the truth, and the life. The Father will send to you the Comforter, 
the Holy Spirit after I am gone. Peace I leave with you, not peace as the world gives. The world will hate you, but I have chosen you out of the world, Jesus said. You will weep and lament. You will be sorrowful, but your sorrow will turn into joy. And then in chapter 17, Jesus prays for his disciples to the Father. Before our text today, he says, I have given them the words you gave me, and they have received them and have come to know in truth that I came from you, and they have believed that you sent me. I am praying for them. I have kept them in your name. I have guarded them. But now, O Lord, O Father, I am coming to you, and these things I speak in the world that they may have my joy fulfilled in themselves. I can only imagine that those disciples in the upper room would have felt strangely comforted at some level, but still bewildered at a another level at Jesus' words, strangely at peace and content, but in an odd minor key. And then we get these last words of Jesus, the last words that he actually says before he goes to the garden, before he is betrayed, he turns and prays directly for you and for me. He says, I do not ask for these only, that is his disciples there in the room, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they may all be one, just as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be in us. The glory that you have given me, I have given to them, that they may be one even as we are one, I in them and you in me, that they may become perfectly one. I have made known to them your name, and I will continue to make it known that the love with which you have loved me may be in them, and I in them. We live in this odd, minor key time, in between time of time and space. We live in this now of his resurrection, but in the not yet of Jesus' return. We struggle in this world, often bewildered and afraid, not knowing what might befall us. But yet, we have, because of Christ's and His resurrection, this odd sense of peace and joy and love and even contentment. We know that Jesus Himself is guarding us. The author to the Hebrews says, be content with what you have, for He has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Paul writes in Philippians 4 those famous words, and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And then a few verses after that, Paul continues in a rather minor key. For I have learned to be content in whatever situation I am in. I don't know how many of you can see it from the back, and you might be wondering, why are you wearing a boutonniere on your stole? Well, this became sort of a family joke about this hymn. Last summer, for Kay Ellen and Ryan's wedding, they actually made flowers out of hymn pages. They took apart old LW hymnals 
and formed the pages into flowers for her bouquet and for other flowers at the wedding and for all the boutonnieres for the men as well. And guess what song she chose for me for my boutonniere? <laughs> I am content my Jesus ever lives in whom my heart is pleased. Okay, I'm convinced maybe it's not the best hymn selection for you on an Easter Sunday morning in the future, okay? Fourth year guys especially. But maybe, just maybe, it's a fine hymn for Christians to sing toward the end of the, Christ of the Easter season and throughout our lives waiting for his return. Let us stand and sing the last two verses of I Am Content. <laughs>